podcast of Antioch Church in Colorado Springs. If you've been impacted by this ministry and would like to support the work we're doing in Colorado Springs, you can give online at our website, antiochcos.com. We hope that the Lord ministers to you through this message. Thanks. So I'm going to be, uh, as Jonathan said, speaking about Sabbath rest. And if you hadn't noticed, uh, Jonathan dressed like me today. And we're going to be taking votes for who will wear it better after service. And uh, the time I take this morning will be directly correlated with your votes. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully that'll, that'll be a thing. So no, we're talking about, we're, gonna, we're actually gonna spend the next three weeks, we're gonna be talking about Sabbath and some different facets of Sabbath. And you're gonna be hearing from, from me this week, obviously, but then you're gonna be hearing from our very own Sarah Kinnearum next week. And then our very own Aaron Brown the week following. And so I get to make a mess and then they get to clean it all up. So it's, uh, it's perfect in that way. So it's funny, when, I, when uh, Jonathan asked me to speak on, on rest, I was like, I had all these ideas about what I wanted to talk about. And when you think about rest, I mean, there's all these different things. And I actually did a Google search, because that's what you do uh, after you go to seminary, is uh, when somebody gives you a topic to, to preach on, you Google it. Um, and so I did, and I got all these kind of, these, these articles. And so one, so I'll read you a few of the article titles to you. So seven tips to keep your Sabbath how to, keep, how to keep your Sabbath holy. How are you to keep the Sabbath in today's society? Six reasons why keeping the Sabbath matters. Those are some of the articles I found. I was actually like, I was listening to this podcast about Sabbath rest. And this is, the, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just quote some of the things that he said. He goes, he said, he said uh, how, how should we be intentional, atten- excuse me, intentional about the Sabbath? Uh, how we had to plan for the Sabbath. He was talking about how we had to plan for the Sabbath like we plan for other days in the week, like we plan for a you know, work day or something like that. And he said, so that we don't mess it up. So that we can get all that we can get out of that day. So that we can maximize our rest and didn't sin by not properly preparing ourselves for the Sabbath. And I, I had to admit that just listening to that podcast had me anxious inside. Because I was like, am I resting properly apparently i'm not resting properly and i was and i was thinking to myself and i the, the, my initial iteration of this sermonette was going to be about like all the practical ways that we can learn how to rest and I, this whole thing gave me a little bit of pause and i was like are we going down the same road as the pharisees with some of this stuff and that we're so preoccupied with how to keep the sabbath that we forget about what it's for and why it exists I mean, we do this all the time. We twist some of these gifts and these practices of, of the faith, don't we? I mean, if you think about like fasting, what's the greatest temptation with fasting is pride, right? Greatest temptation when I'm fasting is to like brag about it to all my friends and try to compare whether, oh, are you doing the Daniel fast? Because I'm just doing a water fast, man. <laughs> That's weak, weak sauce, bro. And then like communion, think about communion. The greatest temptation with communion is that it's, it's served for almost hundreds of years of dividing the church. And the whole point is to bring the church together, is it not? Whether, whether it's juice or wine, whether we're dipping or we're not, in di- we're not dipping, you know, what level of the presence that's in Christ's presence that's in the community that's divided us for hundreds of years. Same is true with, a, with Sabbath. I mean, we can, we can spend so much time thinking about how to keep the Sabbath that we're so anxious and inside that we don't, we forget what it's for and we forget what, what it means to rest and rest in God's presence. 
So what I'm going to try to do this morning is I'm going to try to talk to us a little bit about why, why Sabbath? Why, why this thing called rest? Why do we need this in our life? What is it for? And I'm going to try to do that in the next seven to eight to ten minutes, depending on how long Jonathan let me, lets me go. How many votes? Yeah, depending, exactly, depending on how many votes I get for who wore it best. That's great. I mean, the greatest, I think the greatest temptation with religion, the greatest temptation that we have is that we focus so much on the grammar that we forget about the story, right? We get so preoccupied with how to do things that we forget why we're doing them. We forget what the importance is. So let's go to Genesis 2. I'm going to point one, if you're taking, uh, taking notes today, Sabbath is our story. Sabbath is our story. So Genesis 2 verses 1, this is the first time that Sabbath is mentioned. It's in the creation account. We've read it before, but I'm just going to read it really quick again. I'm just going to go one through three. So thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he what? He rested. From all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because of because on it he what? He rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So a lot of scholars will talk, they talk a lot about uh, Genesis 1 and 2, as you can imagine. I'm sure you've read some of that stuff. Um, and it's the story of God. Most scholars have now agreed that it's the story of God establishing what, what his presence on earth or establishing his, his temple on earth. In many ways, in many ways that uh, most scholars will agree that the Garden of Eden is actually the first iteration of the temple because of some of the language it uses, right? It's, it talks about how God is dwelling with his people for the first time, right? They're in his presence. There's the, the talk about how Adam and, Eve walk, Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the day. It's kind of that same idea. So that the, the temples actually in ancient times were places where God's small g rested. They were thought to be places where the gods would come and rest and the same is true in this. It's, and we saw it, right, in that first three verses. God establishes this. He, he works throughout all of creation, building the universe as we know it. And then he sets a place and a time where he can commune with people. He can be with his people. And he can dwell with them and, be, and they can be in his presence and experience his rest. It's the very, very first thing he does with humanity after he blesses them, right? So that's my first point is, is Sabbath is our story. It's not this, when we think about rest and Sabbath, we can't think, it's not this kind of like afternoon nap or like Netflix and chill, right? It's, it's, it's not that. It's this idea of there was something that came before. There was all this stuff that accumulated to this point and we're resting. It's like, it's that, it's that scene in Avengers when like Thanos sits down in the sunset, you know, that scene, like hopefully he, we haven't destroyed half the universe. Avengers, we use the Avengers illustration so much. You guys got to see it if you haven't seen it. It's, it's overused. Anyways, it's that, it's that kind of idea. It's this, the, the definition literally means to rest from, to cease, to desist. It's this idea of there's all this stuff that came before and then boom, we're resting. We're sitting down. We're being with God. We're allowing him to speak to us. We're allowing him to, to be in our midst. That actually brings me really nicely to the second point, which is Sabbath rest is what we're meant to be doing. Sabbath rest is what we're meant to be doing. So if we follow the story here, right? So Eden, if, if, we're, if we're saying, and if, hopefully I made the argument, and most scholars would agree with me, so I've got their backing, 
is that Eden is really the first iteration of the temple. It's the first place that we see God dwelling with his people, God calling them into his presence to be in his rest. So then what happens after that, right? The second iteration is the actual physical temple that the people of Israel build. And the intent behind that is it's, it's a place in the kind of the center of the universe for the world to come to be in God's presence. Some of the language that's used throughout the Old Testament is it's a place where God dwells, it's a place where God rests, it's a place where God's people can be with him. And then what? Then Christ shows up on the scene. And he's like the third or fourth iteration of the temple, right? He's God with us, God Emmanuel, God dwelling with us. John 1 says, and the word became flesh and what? It dwelt among us. That's Christ, and Christ embodies that idea of God with us, God in our midst, God's presence. He actually calls himself, Christ calls himself a few times, the Lord of the Sabbath, right? The Lord of rest. He represented that to us. And then what? What happens after Christ? It's it's all of us. It's this church. It's the churches around Colorado Springs. It's churches around the world. 1 Corinthians, I think it's 3.16, says this. Do you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that, God, and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? So in a sense, our job is to exemplify Sabbath rest for hurting and broken world. Is it not? To build, to build little Edens wherever we go. To build places in our communities, in our workplaces, to build these environments where God's people can be in his midst, where God's presence goes with us to these places and we build these little sanctuaries, these little temples, these little places that we can call home where God can dwell with his people who may have never even experienced the presence of him. That's point number two. So Sabbath really isn't about doing nothing. It's actually about what we're meant to be doing. It's what we're called to do. It's what we're created for. It's the idea that we're participating in God's story, the story that he established at the beginning of time. And then that our part, our part now is to bring that story to fruition in the world, in the place. Go to, to uh, Hebrews 4. So we talked about number one, you know, Sabbath being our story. And number two, Sabbath being our present reality, right? Our, it's what we're meant to be doing. And number three is that Sabbath is our end game. No pun intended from that Thanos Avengers comment earlier. So Hebrews four, go to verse, verse one. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obey, who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest. And we can skip down a few verses. He's, he's basically, the author here is making an argument that um, the promised land, what we thought of the promised land, was not actually the promise of rest that he had promised to his people. So he's making that argument. So verse eight, you see him ending that argument. For if Joshua had given them rest, right? Joshua is the one that brought them into the promised land. God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. 
For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every, every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And then we get to the, the verse that everybody quotes, which is for the, for the word of God is active and, and are alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even a dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart and so on. The idea, that whole verse is couched in this idea of Sabbath rest being our end game. Sabbath rest being our final purpose. It's our, our destiny, so to speak. So it's much bigger than making sure that I spend time with my family, although that's, of course, important. It's much bigger than all these practices and tools and tactics that people give us for seven ways to make sure you keep your Sabbath right. It's, it's, it's our story. It's our present reality and it's our future. It's, it's literally our everything. Sabbath rest is the way in which we participate in the purposes of God, both on this earth and in eternity. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? I'll give you rest. It's the idea. It's this idea of of the, this is the end of all things, and that's what we're headed towards. And make no mistake, it's not like, for me, I'm kind of, I'm a little type A, right? So for me, I'm a little like, that sounds boring. <laughs> that sounds like I'm not doing anything at all. I'm just kind of sitting around in sunsets with, with the Lord. But make no mistake, that, that, that is, the, the idea of rest is, and hopefully I've, I've shown it throughout this little sermonette that I have a couple minutes left on is that the Sabbath rest is very, very active. It's very, very active because it's combating all of the, all of the momentum that, that evil and suffering and all of the calamity of the earth has brought to us, right? It's like, it's the direct affront against all of that evil that was brought into the world with the original sin and with, and with Satan, right? It's this idea. It's, it's, it's the counter. It's the, um, What's the word? It's the, uh, help me, Jonathan, the counter narrative. Thank you. <laughs> it's the counter narrative to the narrative of the universe, the, the broken universe. It, what was, it was what was initially supposed to be. It's what will be, and it's, it's what is should be. Does that make sense? Revelation 21.3 says, says this, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, this is the end of all time, right? This is the, the promise. This is the hope that we have that Jesus talks about. It says, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Sabbath rest marks our beginning it marks our middle, and it will be our end. So don't be so preoccupied with the grammar that we forget the story. That's the ultimate temptation of religion. To get so preoccupied with doing what's right, forget why we're doing it. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you just for your, for your presence here in our midst. That you would be a God that, though you created everything, that you would be a God willing to dwell with his people. That you'd be a God willing to rest with his people. 
that we're not slaves, but we're children. We're adopted sons and daughters who cry out to you, Abba, Father, and get to experience your rest. We pray that you would be within our midst, that you would be with us as we leave here in this place, that as we go throughout the rest of the month, taking time to appreciate who you are, to appreciate what, what, how you've created us and what we're meant to do on this earth, God, that, we would, that you would be in our midst. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing, and we pray that you would just speak to us in these next three weeks. Speak to us specifically about who we are and what our calling is. Speak to us in specific ways about how we can bring your Sabbath rest to bear on this earth and in our own contexts. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Antioch Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about us, visit AntiochCOS.com.